Hey there, Prayer Warriors. Mark here. Um, just hope you're just having a blessed week. And um, let's just go to God, just a quick, quick prayer for guidance and wisdom. Uh, dear Lord, we just praise your name. We give it up to you. We give it all to you, uh, Lord. And you just return it tenfold, the love, the grace, the mercy that you have on us. Uh, thank you for these few moments together. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Hey, um... You know, we're, we're, we're looking at the book of Acts and, and how Luke has written out a lot of these prayers. And just as a kind of a, a quick reminder and, and kind of bringing us up to speed here, um, remember that he wrote the book of Luke and the Gospels and the book of Acts to a friend of his, and it opens up to Theophilus. Um, and we're not really sure who or what Theophilus was or is. Um, you know, literal interpretation in Greek is friend of God. So if it's a friend of God, um, you know, that's one interpretation. Um, a couple of the other, you know, early scholars think it was somebody down in Alexandria, um, there in northern Egypt. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of different things. The great thing about what Luke has written in the book of Acts, he focuses on prayer. And primarily, though, he focuses on this is God's word to the Gentiles. You know, because really we take a look at the Gospels and it was all written around the Jewish history and the culture, the, the social things. Um, and, and that's kind of the Gospels, really focused on the Jewish um, aspect. But here is in this transition in Acts, um, it's really about the Gentiles. It's about not only can Jews come to Christ as their personal Savior, but we as Gentiles can also come to Christ as our personal Savior as a result of prayer. Um, and, and today we're going to just kind of touch on just a couple of things. Um, as we've seen some of this happen, uh, what we've also done is we've seen what's happening in the early church how the early church, our church, is founded, and the doctrines and the principles in that. And that sometimes that gets a little bit, bit heavy when we get really down in the weeds. Um, however, from a big picture, the early church and our current churches take the, you know, we take the Gospels. And did Jesus say it in the Gospels, those first four books of the New Testament? Did Jesus say it? Is, is it mentioned in the book of Acts um, on the doctrines and the principles of prayer and, and fasting and um, things like that. And then is it talked about in the letters, you know, the, the last part of, of uh, the New Testament. And, and that's really what kind of drives our doctrine and our personal walk with Christ. Um, and so what I get to talk about today, um, which is really kind of cool, and we touched on it there in uh, chapter 13 in the book of Acts. If you want to take a look at that, um, 
Remember that they're now sending, they're meeting in Antioch and are meeting in Jerusalem. We have some real strong uh, personalities up there in Antioch, and, and it's a pretty open culture. And it's a real combination of Jews and Gentiles, and it's absolutely amazing what they're able to do up there. And what happens there is they're sending out the early missionaries, um, Barnabas, and Saul at the time. And what did they do? Um, and they ministered, starting there in 13.2, and they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Oops, there's that funny little word that sometimes we don't always talk about. Um, and the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed fasted and prayed. So we've got fasted as mentioned in the verse before, fasted as mentioned in this current verse, along with prayer. Um, and they laid hands on them and he sent them away. So this is kind of a unique thing. So we've, we've also got prayer and we have fasting mixed in there. And the part of the fasting, fasting is mentioned over 70 times in the Bible. So it's always, if we hear about it once, you know, we kind of read about it. If we hear about it twice, we kind of set up. But now it's mentioned over 70 times in the Old and New Testament. Do you think we ought to listen? Do you think we ought to really consider that to be a part of our own lives? And so here it is again, fasting and prayer. And, and as we work our way through chapter 13, there's also another significant transition in here. Um, for us as Gentiles and for the Jews, because this is the last time we hear Saul being called Saul, because in nine in, in verse nine it says, Then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at the proconsul. Um, that's the last time that we hear Paul called by his old name. Because remember, all things are new in Christ. And it's taken a little, a couple of years for Paul to make that transition from Saul. However, he stands up. And, and this proconsul is just, you know, is being mean to him and calling him out. And Paul turns around and he gets in, you know, it seems like he gets in this guy's space, you know, inside of his purple circle. And uh, as a result, you know, he, he starts off, he says, um, oh, full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of the righteousness, and you cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord. Well, as a result of this, then the pro-council believed. So it's one guy to another guy. They're kind of calling each other out. And the pro-council um, believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. So here's a guy who's just... You know, he's an atheist. He is agnostic. He is Jewish. He is everything but Christian. And Paul calls him out on it here in the book of Acts. But it's after Paul had prayed and fasted there in Antioch that he was able to do this. And 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 Paul really moves on and, and he stands up in front of these other crowds because there in Antioch, there's some challenges going on because there's you've got the Gentiles you have the Jews, then you have the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians. So there's kind of four different groups. And Paul calls everybody out and says, hey, Jesus Christ died for us. He is our personal Savior. 
And then what did they do? Well, at one time was we, we, you know, they tried to kick him out of the area and send him on their own way. And, and they moved around quite a bit during that time frame. Uh, and what did they do afterwards? If we skip on there to chapter 14, let's take a quick look at verse 14, 23. And what happens again? So they're having issues in Antioch. Paul and Barnabas have been prayed and fasting. Um, and now they're coming up with solutions. And during prayer and fasting, which we're going to talk about again next week, what happens? Well, I say prayer and fasting, some amazing things happen. Because there in Acts 14, 23, now what happens? So when they appointed elders in every church in these areas and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they believed. Wow. So in these times of trouble, of these challenging times, the times to seek wisdom and guidance, you know, what did they do? They prayed and fasted. And so we come back to that word fasted. And there's just so many different things that we're going to be able to talk about next week when it comes to prayer and fasting is why do we do it? How long do we do it? Jesus did it for 40 days. Oh my goodness. Or do we do it for a day? And why do we do it? Where is our heart? Where is our heart truly at? But anyway, consider that this week and pray upon it. Um, you might even consider fasting, and we'll talk a little bit more about it next week. Uh, but y'all have a blessed week. Keep on praying, brothers.